Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Dolphins, um, okay. The 49ers really did that? Where did the Bears come from? And the Packers? <laughs> oh, the Packers, you are in so much trouble. Night one of the NFL draft did not disappoint. Coquel! Hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. That was some hot draft action last night. How do we sort it all out? There is so much to get to. What are the takeaways from night one of the NFL draft? Ken Levick alive. I'm that guy. He's Chris Coquel, And we come to you from the Phillips Point Studios. The Anajar and Levine Action and Attorney Studios. Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal. Well, Coquel, we waited and waited and waited. And then finally, 8 o'clock Eastern time uh, came last night. After a couple of hours of Aaron Rodgers madness, and boy, are we going to talk some Aaron Rodgers later, we finally got around to the Jacksonville Jaguars taking all 10 minutes to tell us that Trevor Lawrence was going to be their number one overall pick, which was wildly annoying. And then the action started. if, If Abercrombie and Fitch was a quarterback, it would be Zach Wilson. I mean, that guy is a porcelain doll. That's the type of thing that you buy in a store and you tell your kids to stay away from it. I mean, his complexion is perfect. His hair is perfect. And he is going to get eaten the hell up in New York. My God. That picture of him in the suit in the hotel window, it was like a men's warehouse commercial. I mean, he is straight out of a catalog. It truly is incredible. Like The day that we perfect cloning on this planet, he's going to be... The uh, the model. He is going to be what every clone is based off of. How about all those lame pictures he showed yesterday of him lifting weights and him with his suit and tie? As a Dolphins fan, it is going to give me life to see them pass rush the hell out of him and take him to the ground. Like He's just got the face of a quarterback that I want to see driven into the turf. So thank you, Jets, for doing that. I, I very much appreciate it. I, I was looking for a reason to not like him, and his face. <laughs> his, his face? face is the reason You're going to go with his why face. I don't like him. Oh, man. Uh, so The Zach Daddy. The Zach, is that what he's going with? Is that what you're going with? Uh, for now. I want a Justin Fields. Oh, man. It's so I good. I want a Justin Fields forever. How the hell did the Chicago Bears get Justin Fields? How did the Bears who took Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Pace, GM, took Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, signed Andy Dalton this year as a free agent, and then immediately told the social media team to embarrassingly tweet out QB1 as if that was some sort of trophy to hoist into the air. How did the Bears get a pass? After all, football karma should have buried them, and instead they get Justin Fields placed at their door, in a wicker basket, saying, take me in, take me in and raise me. How did that happen? What a night for the Bears. What a win that was They become a winner in our, you know, every show in America right now is (laughs) who won, who lost. They're in the winner category by doing nothing. 
All right. By just by just saying, oh, we're yeah. the best quarterback, the second best quarterback, tied for Trevor Lawrence's whole life is available to us. Sure, I guess we'll take him. They just sat there twiddling thumbs, picking noses all night, and then all of a sudden, there's Justin Fields <laughs> right there for you. All right, let's open them up. We want your draft takeaways. What were your biggest takeaways from uh, night one of the NFL draft? What surprised you? What was good? What was bad? What was meh? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Whether it's your team, someone else's team, just a team, a player, a college, what are your biggest takeaways from NFL Draft Night 1? We're keeping it simple on this Friday. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I'm going to dig in first here on the Dolphins. Uh, Jalen Waddell is an exceptional football player. The college game day portion of ESPN's draft coverage last night, Nick Saban said that Jalen Waddell is the quickest to come out of a break and accelerate of any receiver he's ever seen. That's high praise from Nick Saban. Chris Greer, Dolphins general manager, says that, hey, Jalen Waddell was the top receiver on our board. Not Jamar Chase, but Jalen Waddell. So, in theory, the Dolphins got what they wanted at Six, I, though, am conflicted because I can't help but go back to the Dolphins sitting pretty with the number three overall pick where Kyle Pitts would have been, trading back to 12 where potentially Devontae Smith would have been, and then giving up an additional first-round pick to go back to six and get a slot receiver. I know Jalen Waddell is dynamic. I know that Jalen Waddell is explosive. Just an exceptional football player. And it's truly unfortunate that the lasting memory of his college career is the kickoff return injury, the broken ankle, the high ankle sprain against Tennessee, and then him with the three catches hobbling off the field at Hard Rock Stadium in the national championship game. I'm excited that Tua has someone that can beat defenses underneath. Well, he can't reach over the top, so it's good to have people underneath. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, And here's the thing, though. The sixth overall pick tends to be reserved for the receiver who can go over the top, the guy who can run the fly route, the guy who's going to be a deep threat. That's not Jalen Waddell. Jalen Waddell is the run a slant, catch it in stride, try and run, run 35 yards after the catch. So that's great. That's dynamic, and it's an awesome weapon. But is that better at six than what Kyle Pitts would have been at three? I, I just, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that the Dolphins traded out of the first, uh, out of the top 10, and then traded back into the top 10 for a slot receiver. So and I hope it works, and it's going to help Tua, but. Is this a long-term, wow, this guy's really going to contribute five, six years from now where the number six pick should be? you got to look at it as Waddle and whoever they take with that pick next year, are they better than having Pitts? And we won't really know the outcome to this trade till then, right? Because they got an extra one. Out of all the madness that took place, when it's all said and done, they went from Pitts to Waddle and that extra draft pick. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough because you want, you, you want immediate satisfaction. 
And I'm not going to let myself do that, though, and just blindly praise Chris Greer. And he said all the right things last night. Hey, this was the receiver at the top of our board. We weren't surprised at all. He checked all the boxes. Did he say that? I'm not sure sure he did. A lot of boxes got checked last night. Let me just tell you that. Boxes always get checked on draft night. Even boxes you you didn't think were going to be checked, they get checked. Um, So, But a slot receiver at six overall, couldn't the Dolphins have gotten Elijah Moore tonight? In the early second round, he would have been an outstanding slot receiver. He is an outstanding talent. Hell, I still think the Dolphins should get weird with it and try and get Elijah Moore tonight. Let's just let's just go for it. Let's just set up an offense now where you've got Devontae Parker going over the top and then you've got small, fast, tough guys underneath. All right, fine. Let's go for it. What I'm actually more... Uh, excited about for the Dolphins from last night is Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is an absolute monster. This is a guy who ran a a high-end 440 at his pro day. This is a guy who was told he had to quit football because of neck injuries and decided, I'm going to go to Miami, and I'm going to give this a chance after UCLA said I couldn't play And Miami, and credit to Manny Diaz, credit to that staff, they built him into a flat-out beast. His body transformation from the day he walked on campus in Coral Gables to what he left his final game at Hard Rock Stadium, I mean, they made him into an absolute mutant. I think that Jalen Phillips is going to be a star. Do I know about his longevity? I don't know. That's dicey. The medicals, a bit concerning. But, if I can get three good seasons out of Jalen Phillips and I can make Zach Wilson's life hell, if I can make Josh Allen's life hell, if I can make Mac Jones' life hell, then I'm fine with it. I like Jalen Phillips to me, and this is my one saving grace for the Dolphins from last night, is both of these guys, Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips, are day one ready. They can play week one 2021 and contribute immediately for this Dolphins team. So am I over the moon for what the Dolphins did, especially at six, taking a slot receiver? No. Am I okay with it? Sure. Does it make me feel better that I'm going to see them week one? Absolutely. What are your biggest takeaways from the NFL draft night one? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. So you're upset, not upset, you're have some hesitance about them taking a slot I'm receiver. I'm I'm tempering my expectations. Penny Sewell was still there. Mm-hmm. He, was. he went next to the Lions, right? He went seven. Would yeah. you have been felt better if the Dolphins went with the tackle in that spot? You want to know why I would have? Because they were going to take the top player at that position with the number six overall pick. I think Penny Sewell has, of any player picked in the top ten, the best chance to, down the road, be a Hall of Fame player. Is it sexy? No. Is it necessary? Absolutely. Is his family gigantic? Oh, my God. I mean, Samoans are just the the completely biggest people on the planet. It is truly incredible. Uh, I love the fact. I, I, I love Penny Sewell taking up half of his couch and then two other family members taking up the rest of the couch, wearing, which was a big couch. Wearing the black boas, too. Uh, right, exactly. In the floral print, I love Samoans because they're so big, but they always love to wear the floral print. Uh, they're, they're, they're great. And how about the fact that he tweeted, and you know Pizza Hut's going to jump on this. He's a smart man. 
In the photo that he tweeted, hey, when there were big nights in our household in American Samoa, my family always ordered Pizza Hut. He, to my knowledge, isn't sponsored by Pizza Hut, but he's he got now. the Pizza Hut box on the t- You're right. Absolutely right. That man knows branding. But Penny Sewell, it would have made me feel better because he was the top player, the top player at that position, a necessary position on the board at that moment, who I think 15 years from now we say he had the most illustrious career. Does it make you feel any better knowing that were there six offensive linemen in the first round? I'll have to check the numbers. I uh, I think five or six. But out of the ten that people said can start right away, only five of them were taken because the Raiders took someone who's at the back of the list. Boy. So now there's there's linemen there. The Dolphins picked 36 tonight. The Dolphins yep. are right off the jump. The Dolphins are in that first they beginning get, of the draft. They can get, they can get a starting offensive lineman sure. here. Sure. No, they absolutely can. And or they can go in Elijah Moore, like you said. But, I mean, they can – Think about it. They can address the receiver position to protect their quarterback. They can get a starting offensive lineman, an interior guy like the center guard from Alabama, Dickerson. Or they can go, they've already gotten a pass rusher. They can do so many things. get a running back. Pick. And then they're back at 50 where they could probably get a You're running right. back at 50 as well. You know what? That does make me feel better about it. You're right. And apparently uh, the Dolphins tried to get back into the first round at 24 and uh, get Najee Harris. Uh, they wanted to get the running back out of Alabama, and it, it did not work out for them. They were unable to get into the first round. If but they want Javante Williams, from all the reports from everybody who knows stuff not like us, that really knows their football, is in that mix with Harris and Etienne, they can get him because all they got to do is offer the Jags to go back just a couple spots. The Jags already got their running back. Yeah. They can say, listen, we're taking a running back. We're not going to impact you. Move back to 36. We'll give you some future draft capital down the road. Like they can get up and go now go get a stud running back too. The Dolphins are in a great spot. And they have two two third rounders. I just I mean second rounders, excuse me. I, I just I'm so I'm so focused on like the the whole package might end up when I sit here on Monday, the whole package might elicit me to say, Hey, that was excellent. Good job, Chris Greer. Good job, Brian Flores. Well done. But right now I'm just having a tough time rationalizing a slot receiver at the number six overall pick. That you gave up an additional first round pick to get back in the position to actually take when Kyle Pitts could have been yours initially at three, or Devontae Smith possibly could have been there for you at 12. But let's go to the 49ers. Because what the 49ers did last night, after weeks and weeks and weeks of speculation, and boy, you want to talk about smoke screens, they, I, I'll give Kyle Shanahan credit, he smoke screened the hell out of everybody, and everyone, I mean, the, at least the majority of media, the majority of analysts of the draft thought Mac Jones was going to San Francisco. Did all this weirdness of him not committing to someone, was that so his fan base didn't get committed to someone? Probably. It, deep in his mind, he was really saying, I want this guy that's in Wisconsin right now to come home to the West Coast. Maybe. Like, let's not fall Maybe. in love with anyone because we really want that guy. Possibly, possibly. But then it also if it was intended or not, temper the expectation uh, for what they actually did, and that's take a quarterback from the FCS level who has just over 300 college snaps under his belt. The least of any quarterback ever taken in the first round, and you take him number three overall. What a risk. What an absolute boy. Kyle Shanahan is on the clock 
in San Francisco yes. with his coaching career. As Chris Coquel would say, he is on the clock because that is one of the biggest risks I can remember at quarterback because there's no sample size for him, especially from a competition standpoint. And then you compound it with the fact that straight up, there's just not a lot of sample size from a pure snap standpoint. They got to live with the fact that there's going to be the Stanford quarterback taken, Trask from the Gators, and other quarterbacks mm-hmm. probably taken that if any of them end up hitting and end up being good quarterbacks, anyone who took quarterbacks is going to say, why didn't you see him no matter what? But then they also have to deal with Mac Jones and Justin Fields being. So it's not like they just picked a quarterback and there was, oh, well, no one knew about this All guy. All eyes are going to be on those other Everyone guys. is known about Justin Fields uh-huh. and Mac Jones' name was out there enough because they put him out there and moved him into that conversation yep. where if either of those two hit, his booty is going to get warm. His seat is hot. They they opted for an FCS guy with just over 300 college snaps over two players that have been featured in the college football playoff. Uh, it is a, a remarkable risk. And to hear the 49ers talk about it and to hear John Lynch talk about it and to hear Kyle Shanahan talk about it, they loved his intelligence. They thought he was the smartest player in the draft, period. That's great. But, brother, this isn't an arithmetic project, okay? This is not a political science sit-down. This is quarterback. Here's the other thing, though. I also heard the Patriots got Mac Jones because he was the smartest on the board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, it's because he was projected, uh, whether it was misinformation or not, to go to the 49ers, and then he ended up uh, right at Bill Belichick's feet. That's why he's with the Patriots. But I'm saying, like, everybody talks about, oh, well, it's because he's the smart and the way he answered his questions. Like, enough with the coach speak. Yeah. You liked him best because of his film. Let's not pretend mm-hmm. it's anything more than mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And if it's his personality that's winning you over, get fired, please, because you don't deserve it. <laughs> get fired. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. 888-760-3776. Your draft takeaways, night number one. You listened to it here on ESPN 106.3. Um, before we dive in to Aaron Rodgers, I do want to discuss what the Packers did last night. So the Packers spent the day with a whirlwind of media around them. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back. Aaron Rodgers is done with the Packers. The Packers are saying, no, 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 it's just a process. We we believe Aaron Rodgers is going to play for us. We're going to work some things out. If you believe all of the reports that were backed up by more reports and then more reports after that, that doesn't seem likely. Like Aaron Rodgers is pretty dead set, feet in the ground, I am not going back to Green Bay. So, as a show of good faith, what do the Packers do? They draft a corner. They go get a corner with receivers on the board. Even maybe a reach with Elijah Moore. They don't do that. They get a corner. So the thing. But we heard a lot of corners' names in this draft, and Eric Stokes wasn't the big one that everybody was drooling over. They didn't try to trade up. They didn't try to trade down. They didn't try to reach for anybody. They just took him. And it's exactly what Aaron Rodgers, it's it's at the core of Aaron Rodgers' primary complaint that I have done everything in my power to drag this team to be competitive every single year, to win a championship, to be MVP at age 37. It all came to a head and erupted like Vesuvius last night. It's all sports radio is talking about. All Coquel and I were talking about at PBKC yesterday when we did our special draft night show at the Paddock Restaurant. And what do the Packers do after all that? 
corner, Eric Stokes. And that is case in point why the Packers can say all they want, that they're committed to Rodgers and they think he's coming back and they'll do what it takes. But Aaron Rodgers is going to have the last say on all of this. Period. Yeah, I mean, and... Again, there's nothing wrong with Stokes, the corner out of Georgia. We know he's no, fast. I'm sure he's fine. He's fast. Maybe you can get him in a return game, too. I don't even know if he has any interest in that. But, like, unless he's going to line up at receiver like Dion did for a little bit, Rodgers isn't having it. He's got to be gone, right? Aaron Rodgers has to be gone. He's not going to come back. Well, that brings us to this. When we return, the Green Bay Packers say, no big deal. Aaron Rodgers will be here. We feel confident about that. But should they feel confident? Because I'm not sure that QB1, AR12, is in the same boat as the Packers. We've got it jam-packed today. We are full of draft stuff, and we take your calls. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We are brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. I welcome you to what is going to be my favorite NFL standoff ever, Aaron Rodgers versus the Packers, because to be quite honest, I don't think we've ever or will ever again see something like this. Ken Levicka live. I am Ken Levicka. He's Chris Cocal. Hey, reminder, Josh Cohn of the home team is going to be out at PBKC like Cocal and I were last night in advance of tonight's night number two of the NFL Draft and also lead into their Kentucky Derby festivities at PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant. So go check them out today at PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant, 3 to 5, right here on ESPN 106.3. And hey, subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. It is available right after we wrap up. Subscribe to it, get it right to your phone, rate it, and take it in as one of your own. The Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast every single day, wherever you get your favorite podcast. So what was it last uh, yesterday, Coquel, around 3.30 when we started seeing the reports, the initial report from Adam Schefter that Aaron Rodgers had told in the way it was worded, quote, some in the organization that he was disgruntled to a point he didn't want to go back to the Packers. He was done with the organization. That was met with a lot of denial from Packers fans. Oh, Adam Schefter, most reliable reporter, arguably <laughs> in the history of the NFL. And NBA. What a, right, yeah. What a bleep story. You're so full of bleep. What are you talking about? Your information sucks, never mind the fact he's made a complete career out of being right and, and not being be, first. Not being a time. hot take guy. Right. Like he's, just a, he's a news guy. Right. And then that continued as Jay Glazer backed it up as Mike Florio backed it up as Packers media backed it up as Trey Wingo backed it up who's still very well connected it was still ah uh, they, they don't know anything they they don't have any idea what but bunch of bunch of fake news media no 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 this seems like it's a very real thing and then this took on a life of its own and uh, this is fascinating because you have a quarterback who at 30, he's going to be 38 years old next year, is an aspiring Jeopardy host. He said that's his dream job. That's what he wants to do. And he can be surly and he can be difficult to deal with at times because I think he's endlessly brilliant. 
And endlessly brilliant people tend to sometimes be a little bit difficult to deal with. Is it hard to work with me? I knew that was coming. You are so predictable. Uh, But also, at 37, he's the reigning MVP who was absolutely incredible last season. And you're in a spot now where he apparently wants nothing to do with the organization that he has made a career with to a point where he encouraged them, according to multiple reports, he encouraged them to take the 49ers trade offer that we had talked about yesterday on this show, third-round pick, Jimmy G, number of players on the roster, and some draft picks told the Packers, take it. This is good for me. This is good for you. Take it. And they didn't. So what it feels like to me, Cocal, is once that happened and that trade offer went public, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' people decided, hey, Packers, enjoy your Thursday draft night. And boom, here's the leak. And then all hell broke loose after that. And you have a standoff now between the reigning MVP, who's under contract, but does not have a contract extension, and the only team that he's ever called home And I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. This is unprecedented. And I don't think that the team is going to have the outcome that they think they're going to have. Because here is Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Packers, last night when he met with the media speaking about Aaron Rodgers. He's our he's our quarterback. He's our leader. Um, we've been working through this for you know a little while now, and um, you know I just think uh, it may take some time, but um, you know he, he's he's the guy that kind of makes this thing go. So he's he gives yeah, us thanks. the best chance to win, and, and we're going to work towards that end. I do think he'll play for us again, um, and we're going to like I said, we're going to work towards that, and we've been working towards that uh, on a, a number of different fronts. Um, you know, the value that he has to our football team is, is really immeasurable. You know what I mean? He brings so much to the table. They not are only kissing player, his ass. I think you got to keep in mind, you know, how much we want Aaron to be here and how important he is to our organization. Is there any scenario that you can see trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason? No, no, Ryan. I appreciate the question, but no, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay, you can say that now. But then you're going to get nothing. Right. It, it's, he, he, we're going to do everything we can. We love him. Oh, Aaron, you're our guy. We love you. I mean, there was so much ass kissing in that response. And, and what with they were the trying 29th to pick of the NFL draft, <laughs> Eric Stokes, right. cornerback We're going to do everything we can. We're going to do everything we can, except we're going to keep doing the same thing that we've been doing, which that is why Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is mad. And we're going to take a corner in the first round that didn't even need to go in the first round. Baby, I'm so sorry. I'm going to make this work. Ignore the girl I'm going to go sleep with in a minute <laughs> because I just want it to be us oh, and we can do man. this. I love like, it. Just no change at all. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. Except Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's coming back to you and you may be left having to trade him to get any value back. And he's a guy who's known as a strong-willed person. He, he, he'll cut them off and be done. He cut off his immediate family. He has no relationship with his parents or his siblings. You think the Packers are going to make headway with Aaron Rodgers? Are you insane? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback for the Packers in week one? Because it certainly seems like there is some buzz now. Multiple ESPN personalities believe that the Denver Broncos are trying to put together a deal to go get Aaron Rodgers. It's just a matter of how much someone's willing to pay for a 38-year-old quarterback who has interests outside of football who can sometimes be a little bit difficult to deal with. But you'll wonder, is he difficult to deal with because 
He's obviously been saying, get me some help, get me some help, get me some help, draft some receivers. They don't do it, and instead, they go and draft his eventual replacement in the first round last year. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback for the Packers week one? I say no. I think the Packers are going to have their hand forced, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. What do you think is going through Jordan Love's head? The quarterback that they drafted that started this that whole program. I mean, he just wants to start his career. And I know. His whole work life has been just miserable. And he's he has been nothing but, and no fault of his own, but he's been nothing but a nuisance. I mean, but he hasn't. What was one thing you heard Jordan Love do? Nothing except get drafted by the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even heard. I, I, I don't know what he sounds like. They do not draft skill position players in the first round, except last year when they went to go get Jordan Love. When there and, was, again, when, again. When there were receivers there, and yep. everyone thought they were going to get weapons. And what does it say right now about the Packers that they are backpedaling and they're trying to, they had to send representatives to California to beg for Aaron Rodgers' forgiveness? What is it, like, if they really believed, they took Jordan Love in the first round last year. If they believed in Jordan Love, they would have traded Aaron Rodgers already. And it sort of sounds like the Packers are stuck. The Packers are stuck in a spot where there's also the cap ramifications so it may not be just jordan love there's also the 30 okay, million dollars but there's the 30 million dollars until june 1st because then it becomes much more manageable 17 this year 17 and 14, 14. and a half right yeah, yep. uh over two years which is a a significantly more manageable cap hit so maybe june 1st but the way brian gunekunst is talking oh no we're not trading him he's going to be the quarterback in week one and i i don't think that aaron Rodgers is backing off of this it, it it's going to take some uh, it, it, they apparently offered him a contract extension after all of that. After no extension, they finally offered him an extension, and he said no. He's not signing it. He's, he doesn't want to come back. I blame Rodgers. I'm flipping it. I, it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. How it's sh- his fault. Well, it's his fault. He but wanted also- weapons, right? They take Jordan Love. Then he goes out and throws 48 touchdown passes and makes them look good for their draft pick. Stop being so incredible, Aaron Rodgers. We don't need receivers. It's yeah. his fault. He should have thrown the ball at every receiver's foot and forced a lot yeah. of drop passes. Well, Your fault, Aaron. I saw this last night. Well, what about Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams was the best receiver in the NFL. Okay, and what happens this year when he's double and triple teamed every play? And Jordan Love is throwing on the and, ball. Right, Let's check those right. numbers. Exactly. So what what is the game plan to have any other semblance of a weapon to help out Aaron Rodgers? 48 (laughs) touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, come on. And you didn't want to give him an extension. And then he called your bluff. So you said, oh, here's an extension. It's Aaron Rodgers seems like a grudge holder. Why would you, and and you've gone this far, why would you want to continue to give him grudges to, to stew on? And take a receiver. Now I'm thinking about it because if Jordan Love is the quarterback, you need to give Jordan Love weapons because he's not Aaron Rodgers. You mm. know, it's the Packers' fault. I blame the Packers on this. <laughs> you are flip-flopping all over the place. That's a much more sincere blame than what you laid at uh, Aaron Rodgers' feet, I mean, though. but think, like, it's incredible. Love, Aaron Rodgers can make chicken salad out of you-know-what. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he took no receivers or just one receiver and threw 48 touchdown passes to 4,000 yards. Jordan Love is not going to be able to. We saw what happened to Sam Darnold. We saw how that ruined. If the Jets didn't bail him out and send him to Carolina before they now ruin Zach Wilson's career, if they didn't do that for Sam Darnold, his career was going to be over. Yep, He's only getting the fresh start because of that trade. If they don't get Jordan Love weapons and he has to step in, 
His career could be over before it started as well. We've seen it with Josh Rosen. Yep. We've seen it with so many of these top quarterbacks that get drafted. You have to, we were learning, you have to surround them with weapons. Look what the Dolphins just did. Yep. The Packers got away with this once with the acrimonious end of the Brett Favre era. The difference with and that, the though, Giants with Danny Dimes. You have to get receivers for these young quarterbacks. And I don't think Rodgers playing. And now, now I'm mad at the corner. Now I'm blaming the cornerback from Georgia. It's his fault. Uh, yeah, see, and he falls into the Jordan Love category of just being wrong place, trying to get wrong a career, person, wrong time. Uh, but but they the Packers got away with this with Brett Favre. Now Brett Favre was different because he spent a couple of years average, throwing a ton of interceptions, and then broke out in 2007 and, and had a resurgent year and led them to the NFC Championship game. And he wasn't their draft pick. He came from Atlanta, so that's the other thing. Sure, Isn't but the, he he, he was, had years under his belt, and then he. Right, but he was still very young and very raw when he got to the Packers. He was a Packers. He was. Guy. That's how he got the gunslinger right. name but, because it was it was Jameis type situation. They what made because Packers fans. I was up in Madison. I was covering the Packers at that time in 2007. And man, Brett Favre's resurgence, his return to greatness. I mean, that state was insane. And then they lost to the Giants in the NFC Championship game. But Jets Hall of Fame quarterback. It was. It Brett was. Uh, <laughs> it, it was obviously met with a lot of derision, but Aaron Rodgers quickly made them forget because he was an emerging Hall of Famer. Like they got lucky with that. They're not going to be lucky this time, Ron. If they screw this up, and it looks like they have screwed it up with Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not. Mm-hmm. And now they, they're they've already lost. The the Packers have lost already. Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to you. I was thinking about how the Jets at one time had Brett Favre and Ronnie Lott in their roster. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. The Jets just signed these guys when they, they had Ronnie Lott. Really? The, the Jets have they they went through an era where they were signing every old veteran. But if you go back through Jets history and someone looks up their names, they're gonna be like, "Wow, Favre was a Jet. Lott was a Jet. What a storied franchise." I hate them. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program brings you Ken Levick alive, and we appreciate them. Dr. Jim Reardon, he's the man in charge. He's been doing it for a long time. We're talking two decades. That's two decades of sending his students in to sports. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. And I want to stress that it's not just out of college. These aren't just kids who are coming out of college. They got their bachelor's, and then they go get their MBA. These are... Uh, mothers and fathers and people that are raising families already have a career and they're taking the courses online to transition into a sports career or to give them more arsenal to make themselves more valuable in the sports realm. There are so many different ways to attack this. This is such a valuable program. There's a reason that it is year after year nationally and internationally ranked as one of the best sport management programs in on the planet. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The results don't lie, period. Get the information. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Paul Feinbaum went off this morning. Went off on arguably the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL. And I'm telling you, kids, it was glorious. And we're going to listen to it next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Ken and Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. 
It's time for the electrical standings. All right, five through one Friday edition of electrical standings today. Top five frozen yogurt flavors. Coquel, five through one. Go. Number five, vanilla. Number four, cookies and cream. Number three, a swirl action. Number two, mint chocolate chip. And even though it's not my favorite ice cream, it's my favorite frozen yogurt, chocolate. Is swirl action a flavor of frozen yogurt? The van- is vanilla style? and the chocolate swirl. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant the little, like, curly thing at the top. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> Honestly, when you take that first bite, that that's number 1A. See, I like frozen yogurt scooped better than I do in a cone. Five through one, frozen yogurt, electrical standings. My five is vanilla, four chocolate, three pineapple, two strawberry, and one chocolate chip. And those are your electrical standings on this Friday. Ken Levick alive. I'm the guy with his name on the show, Chris Coquel. He is my friend. He is my sidekick. Aww. He is my sidekick. He's my cortisone. Me cortisone. I don't know what that means. My heart. Oh, Ken. Is your heart healthy? I'd call you my heart, but I don't know if you want to be that. It is chest pains and <laughs> kinds of things happen in there. What did Walk down the Paul stairs. Feinbaum say about the greatest coach in NFL history? We're going to hear uh, that in a second, but I do want to tell you, uh, about my good friends at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach because that's where I got my sleek, my blue, my gorgeous Kia K5 GT. I mean, this thing is a monster. It's got four different driving modes. It has that sweet little racing steering wheel. I have never driven anything cooler in my entire life. It's got the slick Pirelli tires. God, I love this thing. And you're going to love Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach as well uh, because Mike and George and all the folks over there, they are not only going to make it a great carbine experience, they're going to make it quick and they're going to make it painless and they're going to make it best for you and your financial situation because honestly, for me, that's a priority. I want it quickly done. I don't like carbine, but I also want to make sure that I'm not getting gouged, getting misguided. And at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, they're making sure that your pocket is going to be kept intact. Payments on us sale. Don't miss the final days. The payments on us sale at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Purchase or lease any new Kia on their lot. They're going to give you your first nine months of payments off. Plus, you keep all the rebates. That is absurd if you know anything about Carbine. Visit GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com for more details. And then, this is the coolest thing that I have heard from any dealership, and that's the credit clinic. At Greenway Kia of West Palm, they have a credit clinic. If you have bad credit, They have your back at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Local bank representatives on site to grant special approval to consumers who meet certain minimum criteria. So if you have a job bringing home $350 a week credit clinic at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, they want to approve you. They want to put you in a car. They want to make sure that you have something to drive. And great Kia automobiles, the new 2021 Kia Forte, zero down payment, only $265 a month. Ridiculous. And uh, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. That's where I buy my car. That's where you should pop in. Give it a look. Just give it a shot. I trust you. You're going to love the car buying experience. Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Ken Levick alive, and I want to get to Paul Feinbaum because this was enriching. Paul, this brought me life this morning. The Patriots got Mac Jones yesterday. It is Mm -hmm. the first quarterback taken in the first round, if I'm not mistaken, of Bill Belichick's entire Patriots run. It would make sense, yes. Because he had, well, Tom Brady. Did he draft Bledsoe? 
Uh, I don't think no, so. No, Parcells did. Parcells drafted yeah. Bledsoe. This was Paul Feinbaum this morning on KJZ, 6 to 10A, right here on ESPN 106.3, Monday through Friday. This was Paul Feinbaum on Bill Belichick. I'm also a little concerned about this rather lazy, well, Bill, jo- Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. Um, really? Have you guys watched uh, the New England Patriots in the last couple of years? Uh, Tom Brady knows what he's doing. I'm not sure Bill Belichick does. Wow! And he's he made some, I think, disastrous draft choices. So, so I, I, I like Matt Jones a lot. I know I'm getting, I'm, I'm burying the lead here. I think, I think he's a very good quarterback. Will he be a great NFL quarterback? I have no earthly idea. But don't confuse the fact that just because Bill Belichick drafts you and he's never drafted a quarterback before, well. Big deal. I mean, why why did he need to uh, draft a quarterback in the first round before that Mac Jones is automatically going to be the next Peyton Man? Uh, uh, preach. Just because. Have a good day, everyone. Oh, my God. Because I want to be abundantly clear about something. Bill Belichick has the rings. He has the Super Bowls. But it's because he Tom got Brady has it. lucky. He got lucky. He didn't have expectations. He can tell people that he had expectations for that flabby quarterback in the sixth round out of Michigan. Drew Henson's backup. No way did he think Tom Brady was going to be what he became. No way Tom Brady knew or thought he was going to become what he became. Bill Belichick, I'll say it. I will say it. At 1246... On Friday, April the 30th on ESPN 106.3, Bill Belichick got lucky with Tom Brady, and it does not mean he knows how to evaluate quarterbacks in any way, shape, or form. Paul Feinbaum, thank you for saying it on a national platform. Bless you, bald sir. Bill Belichick, overrated, Mm. underrated, or properly rated? Oh, man. Do it. 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 Bill Belichick, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Lucky, overrated. It's the only sounder I have, so I just had to play it. That was my horns and an adjustment. That felt good. Ken Levicka just said Bill Belichick is overrated. Because Evan he's Cohen, lucky. Five to six. He's lucky. He's lucky. He's lucky. He got lucky. Good for him. He got lucky. He hit on something he had no business hitting on, and it led him to ultimate greatness. What happened when he didn't have him? No playoffs. Hmm. I mean, the 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 evidence is there. The Hold evidence on, is there. Let's do this right. Let's do this right. I want to do this right, Ken. Tell me all the reasons. And, you know, I'm not going to – I promise I won't save this audio clip or send it anywhere. But let's get started. Let's do this the proper <laughs> way. Ken LaVica. Bill Belichick. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated, and why? Bill Belichick got lucky with a completely obscure draft pick out of Michigan that helped him win championships. What happened when that obscure draft pick finally left New England? No playoffs. Bill Belichick lucky. Overrated. Better? Is that better? Wow. You said it. You said it. You said the thing. Man, I've been you holding on thing. to that. I've been holding on to that for 15 years. That felt good. How about this? His sweatshirts are dumb. <laughs> I said it. It's dumb. You're, we get it. You're just so ragged. You only care about football. And you just want to look cool. Like, you you only focus on it. the game. We get it, bro. Your hoodies are lame. We get it. Why don't you at least wear a uh, long sleeve tee? Yeah, like, I have a t-shirt. Hey, Bill Belichick. 
I think you do have a Facebook and it's set on private. <laughs> Take that, Patriots fans. Enjoy Mac Jones. You aren't going to hit on it twice. Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> I never knew I needed that until I heard it this morning and I needed to share it with all of you. Can I be honest? I've hated Paul Feinbaum and I was asked at one point if he should be on our air and I was like, eh. no, he and now I love him and now I might put him in the 12 to one slot. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That backfired on me. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, and I have something that's returned to my life that I've been thinking about all week and I need to tell all of you about it when we come back. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Couple of tweets here before I, uh, I tell you about something that has returned to my life. And boy, does it feel good. Aaron Albers on Twitter the Packers swung and missed last night. They had a chance to grab a legit number two and possible future number one wide out. And once again, they don't help their guy. Shows a real commitment to their guy. Yeah, that's why Aaron Rodgers, part of the reason he's not coming back. Uh, Uncle Moose on Twitter. I actually like chocolate cookie quarry froyo. I don't know what that is. Sounds delicious, though. I'll Sounds give it a something. try. I'm fine with that. And then someone named uh, Evan Cohen. I'm Ooh. listening. Ooh. Really fitting you're playing the NFL on Fox Music for this, huh? Bill Belichick, I, the, the the jury has ruled he got lucky with with a guy named Brady. He's uh he's he's overrated. Oh hey Evan, hey hey hey. Also hey, Tom buddy. Brady before he met his witch doctor. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> his witch doctor. Uh, Ken Levick alive. I am Ken Levicka. He is uh Chris Coquel. Um, so over the course of the pandemic, there were some rules set forth in this office. Uh, one of them included. Some of the things that maybe uh, were were the recipients of a lot of traffic in the office were going to be removed to avoid congregating, to keep people separated, um, and that was our our Keurig machine. Guess what? Uh, guess what returned this week, Coquel? The Keurig machine. The Keurig machine. I got Very it right. well done. Yes. This is why you're my partner on yes. the air. You just read my cues perfectly. <laughs> So, the Keurig machine joins us here on Ken Levick Alive in studio Are you with us. Interviewing it? Yeah. Um, so, if we could, um, could we could we turn up the uh, the Keurig mic, please? He has his own microphone. Well, I have to ask permission to talk, but the Keurig gets its own microphone. Cool. Uh, we good? That's, uh, there we go. All right. So, what I'm going to do here is uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead and make myself a, uh, a cup of coffee here because I've missed this so much. So you find out that Evan Cohen 5 to 6 is listening, and now we're making a cup of coffee. Yeah. It, we're, we're making a cup of coffee. Yeah. Day. So I've pressed. Hold on. Let me put this um, down here. Hold on. Good fun, folks. All right. Uh, there's the, the cup, and I'm going to turn this on. Oh, I should probably turn it on to uh, to heat it up. All right, great. And now we're going to make the uh, cup of coffee here. So hopefully that'll be done by the time uh, that'll be done by the time the uh, the show comes to a close. I hope I did that right. It's been a while since I've done something like this. Keurig machine, I love you. I absolutely missed you. All right, so uh, I want to go ahead and you can turn off Keurig Mike. We'll get back to Keurig Mike in a second here. Uh, Urban Meyer. Did you see Natural what he said Francis. last night? Did you see what Urban Meyer said last night? What did he say? So he took, he took, wait, is it on? Hold on. Is it working? Can you turn Keurig Mike? I have I got it. Yep. Yep. It's on. That's good radio. Oh, Can man, you get back to Urban so Meyer, please? I thought I. 
I thought I had done it wrong, but it's back. All right. So Urban Doing Meyer, radio wrong. Urban Meyer said last night, this according to Mia O'Brien TV on Twitter, he sees James Robinson, Carlos Hyde as the one-two punch in the Jaguars' backfield, and Travis Etienne is a third down back. You read that correctly. Urban Meyer, Jaguars head coach, sees his first round draft pick running back as their third down back, and he compared he he what is he doing? Why is he doing that? It just doesn't Does it, Urban Meyer like does he, he actually know what he's doing? No, look at his first hire was a strength coach who was known as a racist and kicked out of the college he was at, allegedly. I don't know which part's allegedly, but I just feel like I feel better saying that. Like that's what he's done. He doesn't he's gone. Two years, he'll think the NCAA is coming for him and he's out. Travis Etienne is not just a third down back when you take him in the first round. If you're taking a running back Urban. in the first round, he better be your every down back. Urban. He has to be. Come on, Urban. Hold on. It's still going. Oh, that is beautiful. Listen to that baby purr. I mean, that is absolutely beautiful. All right, we'll come back to Keurig Mike in a second. Because I do want to tell you about True Freedom Therapy. True Freedom Therapy, uh, this is something that at age 36, I, I needed a little tune-up uh, in the in the bedroom. Like, I did. I, I just did. I needed, if you will, the equivalent of a caffeine boost. And this is in the form of True Freedom Therapy with these sound waves. The soft wave therapy went in for a couple of 15-minute sessions. And uh, honestly, I sat there. I sent emails. I watched some Sports Center, and I received the sound wave therapy. And what it does is it opens up the blood vessels uh, down there, and it it makes things uh, really like you had it the, your performance level in your 20s. I had two sessions, and it worked. I'm telling you, it absolutely worked from performance to drive. It was all there, and it's not just that. The soft wave therapy can help chronic pain as well, shoulders and knees. If you're a weekend warrior, getting out on the weekends, playing tennis, playing golf but you have nagging pain the soft wave therapy a true freedom therapy can help and the science is there it's fda approved all you have to do is get a free consultation at truefreedomtherapy.com truefreedomtherapy.com josh over there is going to take care of you. he's going to tell you all about it he's going to recommend what's right for you i loved it and uh, i swear by it and i've got a knee that's acting up and it's soft wave for me. That's coming up at True Freedom Therapy. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Get your free consultation. Whether you want to tune up performance like you were in your 20s or you got some chronic pain, True Freedom Therapy. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Now, hold on. I think that uh, now we don't need Keurig Mike yet because something's shut off here. Hold on. Oh, no. Am Ho- I doing it incorrectly? Hopefully it's a radio show because oh, no. it didn't make any good sound. It doesn't have the coffee. You know what? Court Keurig's overrated. Are they a partner? No, they're not. Okay, a part- oh, Keurig's now working. Now I working. want an old school coffee pot. Enough of this high tech, no, fancy schmancy this- stuff. Give me the drip down into the kernels. Are they kernels? The grounds, grinds. The grind. The grinds through that little paper that's thin, so it lets the water. Wait, do you through. still make coffee like that? Yeah. What do you oh, mean? Do I still oh, make oh, coffee oh, like Keurig, that? Hold on. Listen to that. Oh, that's the sound. Okay, Keurig, you're back. Oh, it's glorious. This is the first Keurig coffee I'm going to enjoy in a year. Just listen to this beautifulness. Mm. Coquel, how beautiful is that? I prefer McDonald's coffee. Okay, that's fine, but it's not in the office. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to take a sip of it. Oh. Oh. Unbelievable. Wonderful. All right. All right, here we go. 
I hope you burn your mouth. Oh, my goodness. That's a cup of joe. That felt great. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We'll be back Monday. We'll be live, I think, on ESPN 106.3.